0: All right, today we're going to be, first of all, I'm Rob, I'm one of the deacons here, and I'll be giving the message today, uh, first time doing it all by myself, so bear with me. (laughs) Uh, uh, But we're glad to have everyone here today, it's a little bit thinner because youth have a, I'm sure they had a fun-filled weekend down at the lake, but um, glad they're enjoying themselves. Um, We're continuing in the marvels marvels of joy and um, what I'm preaching on today is joy, progress and joy in the faith and we're going to, our main portion is coming out of Philippians chapter 1 and that'll be verses 19 to 27 Um, we have a a little backstory about the letter of Paul to the Philippians is the church at Philippi was actually taught Paul's first church that he founded when he was in Europe. So he has this special kindled heart and care towards those people in Philippi that I mean they're the first ones so he he thought very highly of them and they were they followed along Christ's message and they were they did they lived their life a lot um, I guess more like Christ than some of the other Uh, churches that he had found and that he had to come back through and rebuke and um, uh, kind of lead them back to um, walking in Christ correctly. But he was his main point of this letter is to encourage the people of Philippi and um, he wrote it while he was in prison and most likely from what I've read is that he was in prison in, in Rome at the time. So he was shackled And he didn't know at the time if he was going to be executed or turned into uh, as a martyr or if he was going to be set free eventually. But um, either way, he was trying to give them encouragement so that they could continue in progress in their faith. Uh, So I'm going to read the text. That's just a little bit of backstory of it. And uh, then we'll dig in after this. So I'm starting in verse 19 of chapter 1 in Philippians. And it says, For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind Striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Uh, I'm going to pray and um, then we'll dig in. Uh, Father, uh, thank you for your word that it's true and it's never failing and it doesn't return void. I pray that you would be in this message, that you would lead it, and that our hearts will be open to what you have for us to hear today. Thank you for all that you have done. It's in your name I pray. Amen. So, I have a few um, key points here going through these verses, and there's three of them, and I'll go ahead and list those real quick, and uh, then we'll dive in further uh, as they relate to the message. The first one is our progress in the faith. Uh, That's our progress in the faith. The second is our joy in the faith. And. The third is stand firm, stand firm in one spirit. So our progress in the faith and how Paul relates it to um, our life and our walk in uh, in our Christian life. Paul goes on to say in verse 25 about how he is convinced. The very beginning of verse 25 says he is convinced of this. And that he will not be executed. He didn't know for sure if he, was, if he was going to be executed or if he was going to live and remain. But he was convinced that he would not be executed. That he, he walked so closely with God. And he understood that at that time it was far better for him and for the betterment of the church at Philippi. For him to stay on earth and to witness to them. To be of encouragement to them. So he relied on that, and he had this confidence that, even though he was shackled and it was up in the air if, which which way it was going to go, he knew that he was still going to be alive and be able to be a witness and encourage these people at um, Philippi. Now it was his desire to be with Christ, which is what he just said um, in verse twenty-three. And he even says, "It is my desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better." But he still knew that serving God's kingdom and remaining on earth was the better. Um, he could be used. He could be fulfilled better that way. And Paul is calling the church at Philippi to a higher walk, to a higher manner of life that is worthy. Uh, of Christ, which he goes on to say in verse 27. And he's mentioning this to them at the church. And we also, we are called to a higher way. That we're not called to be stagnant in our walk. That our sanctification isn't one where we're sedentary or we're just stationary and once I'm saved, well, then that's all I have to do. I can sit back and relax and put it on cruise control. Uh, no, our walk is an everyday life where there's choices that we can make, but God wants us to make the choices that are His light shines through us. Um, and that's as we progress in our walk and in our sanctification, it also brings us joy. We, it's a joy that we don't, um, that surpasses all, uh, earthly knowledge and it's supplied through even in trials and tough times we as Christians can have joy because our hope isn't in this world. It's in what Christ has done and glorification to come. And that's, that leads us into my uh, second point here which is joy in the faith. So progress in the faith and joy in the faith is at the very end of that verse um, 25, because he mentions it specifically, "For your progress and joy. So they're, they're inter, intermingled. Um, you can't have one without the other, because if I'm progressing as a Christian, but I have this attitude that it's just this miserable life, then how can people who are wit- who I'm witnessing to, how can they see the light of Christ shining through me? Um, but that's another point I wanted to hit on is that Paul mentions joy or rejoicing over a dozen times in the book of Philippians. So he is excited. He knows that this life isn't ours, that it's Christ living through us, and the next life, our glorification, is the best life yet to come. And he, he goes, Paul goes on to say in chapter 4 of Philippians, verse 1, he considers the fellow believers in Philippi to be his joy and crown. Let's read that real quick. It's just a couple pages over, and he says, Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. When we think of crowns, Um, it's something that we've either, uh, if you're a king back in those times, the prior king would crown you because you had the right lineage and stuff. And the only way to get a crown otherwise would be to usurp it. Well, this is a crown that is through lineage and also through being, um, walking in a manner worthy. So it's a crown that he's not boasting in the works that he's done. Paul's not boasting in the bo- works that he has done. He is boasting that Christ has lived through him in such a way that fellow believers that he is ministering to are walking in a manner worthy of the calling of Christ. And so he, it's one of his main joys besides Jesus himself is his fellow believers walking rightly and walking out their sanctification rightly. And I just wanted to pause and think about that for a minute, about how, if, if I'm honest, there's times where in my walk I'm just focused on me or in my daily life, not even in my Christian walk. I'm, I'm more focused on me sometimes than I am my fellow believers at the church uh, my family members that are believers, and I'm not being the encouragement that I should be to them. Uh, so that kind of hit me hard. I mean, Paul isn't hanging his hat on anything that he has specifically done, or, oh, well, I've gone out and caught this many fish, or anything like that. His achievements, and he gets his joy from his fellow members walking rightly and living a life. Shining the light of Christ in everything they do, he hang he more he he's hanging his hat more on giving aid and encouragement and help to his fellow believers because they are his fruit of ministry. If they're walking in correctly, he's there to shape them, like he does in other letters to the Galatians and Ephesians. Yes, uh, and it's. He's trying to be a building block for them. They have a firm foundation in Christ, but he's trying to help them walk correctly and walking in a worthy worthy manner. And uh, so this leads us to standing firm in one spirit, which is my last point here. And that's the very last verse that we're touching on in Philippians chapter 1. And that's verse 27. He says, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Striving side by side is us being there in times of struggle, in times of despair, in times of I've fallen and I need, and I'm able to um, Oh, I'm able to be accountable, held accountable by other believers when I open up my heart and tell them, hey, I've messed up and done this wrong then they're those fellow believers fellow men in this church are there to witness to me to encourage me and to also hold me accountable if if I am walking incorrectly and that's one one of the main points that he's getting at is it's not a it is personal but it's not I'm only walking this out by myself we should be walking it out together as a family as one as one unified body striving side by side for the faith and uh, and so our mind should be in um, in this point it said, I had written down what should our one mind be and it brought me to the first catechism which is what is the chief end of man and the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's in the verse 20. We'll look at that. It's, it's talking about glorifying God and he goes on to say about him enjoying him. He says, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honored or glorified in my body, whether, that, whether that's by life or by death. He is encouraging and building up the body of Philippi through this, whether it's through his death, when we later find out that he didn't die at that time or through his life Paul is honoring God and serving him and all this is done to the glory of God it's not about Paul boasting in himself it's all for God's glory I wanted to be sure and talk a little bit about um, John Piper because he's a for those who don't know who John Piper is, he was a pastor in Minneapolis, Minnesota for over 30 years at, uh, I think it's Bethlehem. And, um, and right now, in this day and age, he's one of the most influential, influential theologians of this time. Um, I use him quite often and reference him in our study of Romans that uh, the grow group I lead is going through. And he's been very influential in what I've taught. And he it, it, it's just, he's got a mind and a heart for Christ. And I've used, he's also the founder of, um, it's called Desiring God. And it's a website and he has all his sermons and different devotions that you can search through. Uh, it's very useful. But the main theme or point of Desiring God the essence of it, he says, he calls it, um, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. And he goes into many explanations and links all of what we've talked about here in Philippians. And um, it's it's really awesome way to look at it. Uh, I didn't want to go into too much detail on it because it would be, we'd be here for a couple of days. <laughs> uh, but it's it's exactly spot on with what Paul is trying to talk about here. Because in verse 20 and 21, he, as I just read, is that Christ will be honored in one body, in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, or and to die is gain. So with full courage, Paul is wanting... Christ to be honored or magnified or glorified in while he's walking out his sanctification, whether that's in life or in death. Because when we die, we're immediately there with Christ, which is far better than any earthly treasure that we could gather. And that's why he says that and to die is gain. So Christ is most magnified in us Be that our life or our death, when we are more sat up when when I'm more satisfied in Christ than anything I could have in this life, or what I would lose in death, and it's not talking about after death. What I would lose through um, what's left on earth is what he's saying. Um, But that I thought that's just I had to hit on that because. It's um, it's very influential um, in what we're talking about here. So he, he's, Paul is talking about our joy in Christ, our progress in our faith through Christ, and also through what Paul is trying to minister to the church at Philippi and standing firm in our faith because of Christ. Now, I want to wrap all that up with some application and how, how do we implement our progress our joy and standing firm in the faith in our everyday lives that we do that through our everyday relationships by bridging the gap God gave us um like minds and um like interests or hobbies with friends and family members and members of the church so that we could have those normal day-to-day activities, talks and stuff. But that's a, a bridge from day-to-day to spiritual things, to spiritually motivated stuff. But if I'm more focused on day-to-day, I'll use my my example of myself as hunting or fishing or politics or guns or something like that and I'm not (laughs) and I'm not spiritually motivated it's not a if that conversation never crosses that bridge how am I building up the body how am I encouraging fellow believers to walk rightly I I dropped the ball many times and this, this study has kind of pointed that out and hit home quite often. And one of the ways the Grove does, the Grove, if you, the acronym Grove, G R O V E, is God's Glory, Relationships, Opportunities, Vibrant, and Everyone, the second word relationships is what's keyed in here. It's our relationships and the church can grow us and mature us in our faith, or it can honestly also make us stagnant. If I'm focused on this conversation over here before crossing the bridge, then that relationship isn't gonna be spiritually motivated at all. It doesn't mean we're not this conversation's bad but it's not the best conversation that God wants for us. He wants us to go from good to better and best. Um, It's it's solid, solid stuff, and it definitely hits home to myself. Um, Al Mohler had a quote that I wanted to hit here, and he says that while the private acts of devotion are truly important, Christians are not called to grow into faithfulness alone. The Christian life is to be lived within the fellowship and accountability of a local congregation where the word is rightly preached and believers mature together. So these relationships, they bring us joy. That can be in the the church or outside the church. But to... Progress and our sanctification to walk rightly and to be able to stand firm in the times of trial, we have to make that bridge complete. We have to complete that. Uh, So, my challenge to you today and kind of thoughts to end on is how are you doing? And spiritually encouraging your fellow believers. How do we, how do I make others, other members of the body, my joy and crown, as Paul calls it? How do I build them up day to day? How do I encourage them? How do I be of aid? How do I keep them accountable in their walk? And it's not come over there beating them over the head, you should do this right now. It's a loving and cherishing relationship that we have, and that we're called to to walk rightly and walk in a manner worthy of what Christ is calling us for um, but that's that's the main challenge and point that I wanted to hit on today um, I want to Pray for us, and um, and we'll take a take a minute before I pray. I want us to take a minute and evaluate um, what the challenge is, and to to just think about it, how it applies to you, how can we all walk better and walk in a manner worthy of the calling that we've given, God. So Take about a minute to pause and think about that, and then I'll, I'll pray for us. Heavenly Father, I ask that as we're searching our hearts that you would continue to lead us in a manner to walk in a manner worthy of the calling of Christ, that we would be witnesses throughout the day throughout every day not just when we're here at church and not just when we're together with fellow members of Christ but as we're out in the world that we would be a light that's that you shine through us and that we can be always encouraging to those who are bo- who are members of the body and that we can all be In one spirit. One mind. Because we want you to be glorified. In all that we do. We want to enjoy you. Enjoy your word. Enjoy the life that you've given us. And the blessings that you've. Bestowed upon us. But not just focus on the temporary. And the here and now Lord. But that we would be kingdom minded. Father i Thank you for everything you've done. I thank you for your word and for these, this body here. Uh, I pray that you would bless them as they go throughout this week and as we leave these doors. Help us to walk in a manner worthy of what you've called us to do. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. All right. We are dismissed. Go and connect in communities and change lives. By spreading the good news of the gospel to those around you.